Joining us now for more details is our Deputy Political Editor, Craig McCulloch. Kia ora, Craig. What are the key points out of this mammoth coalition deal? Yes, kia ora, Charlotte. A lot to get here, so I'm just going to rattle through some of the headlines. Of course, there's a lot of interest in that Deputy Prime Minister role, a lot of attention on that, given it was a well-known dispute towards the end of the negotiating process. They've settled on this unorthodox arrangement where Mr Peters is having it for the first half of the term and Mr Seymour the second. Mr Seymour will also step into that role in the House and Parliament when Mr Peters is overseas with his uh, duties as a Foreign Minister. Now, worth noting that Mr Peters objected quite strongly to it being characterised in any way as co-deputies or to the two of them sharing the role. He wanted it made very clear that, that it would be him first and Mr Seymour second, no sort of sharing arrangement. When it comes to policy, it's fair to say there's a lot of... There are a, a number of trade-offs and compromises on all sides, as we would expect. No major surprises in here. The tax cuts that National promised, they will go ahead, but not that foreign buyers tax, which they had uh, uh, floated as a way of, of raising revenue. $740 million a year we're talking about here in lost revenue, although National is uh, insisting that they can make that money back in terms of spending cuts elsewhere. Uh, pub- talking about spending cuts, public service, they're sticking to National's figure of 6.5% in terms of making back office cuts, and they're expecting that to be uh, put into place fairly quickly. That message is going to go out to ministries um, here in Wellington. The pension age, that will stay at 65. That was insisted on by New Zealand first, um, and both National and Act are uh, being pretty frank in that press conference that they just weren't able to get um, New Zealand first's agreement in order to put it up as they had hoped. New Zealand first has also won a regional infrastructure fund here, $1.2 billion. It was won by New Zealand First National Act justifying that um, as, as because of its focus on infrastructure, despite the fact, of course, they were quite critical of a very similar fund that New Zealand First secured uh, during its term in 2017. The last point I just want to point out, the Treaty Act did not win its guaranteed referendum. However, it does get a treaty referendum bull, um, a bill, uh, some legislation that will go to the House. The commitment is only to send that to select committee, so just the first reading and then select committee, no further. So expect that debate to be revisited during this term. A lot of things to get our heads around. What will the new Cabinet look like? Yes, I, I think you mentioned it just quickly before. 20 seats, of course, 14 to National, 3 to Act, 3 to New Zealand First. That's roughly proportional to votes, although New Zealand First gets one more. That's balanced out by the fact that there are eight ministers outside Cabinet, five to National, two to Act, and one to New Zealand First. Some key roles. Um, Mr Seymour picks up Minister for Regulation. Uh, the Attorney General, we know that that was a hotly contested role that New Zealand First wanted it. However, it went to it stayed with National. Judith Collins picks that role up in agriculture, another role that all three parties had their eye on. That sticks with National as well, Todd McClay. Now, another person to keep an eye on, Tama Potaka. He's a, he's a very fresh face, only came in halfway through last term. He's coming into Cabinet, Māori Crown Relations Minister, Māori Development and Whanau Water. So a fairly big plate, um, a fairly big workload there ahead of him. Kia ora, thank you very much. That is our Deputy Political Editor, Craig McCulloch.